theyeshiva.net. Okay, we'll begin a new Maimah today. I know you're not done yet with Bidur Shani. Some of us are not done yet with Bidurishan. But uh, the journey continues. <clears throat> Page 102. So, Hashem may love me some Pella Adam. Nun Aleph, column four. Nun Aleph, Amandalad. Page 102. On top it says Shmois. The left column. Vayoimer Hashem may love. It's close to the top of the page. Okay, this Maimer of the Balhatanya, is also the Balhailula of today, the yard site today of the Balhatanya, was said in the year Tovkuf Samachhe, which would be 1805, although some dated to two years earlier, Tovkuf Samach Gimel, 1803. It's two manuscripts, so there is a conflict about that, but it's one of those two, either Samach Gimel or Samachhe. The focus of it deals with a sugya, a theme that pervades both Parsha Shmois and also this week's Parsha, Parsha's Va'era, Moshe's difficulty in verbal communication. From the day that Hashem summons Moshe to become the leader and redeem the Jewish people, Moshe laments that he is a kvad peh, or kvad lashem. There's a difficult mouth, a heavy mouth, and a heavy tongue, meaning... It's difficult for him to communicate. It's different interpretations in the Mepharshim. What that means, if it was a, so to speak, a verbal defect, or as some of the Mepharshim say, the Avenezra, the Chizkuni, that he couldn't speak the Egyptian language fluently, or different interpretations. But uh, the bottom line is that Moshe complains that he's not the right person because he can't communicate. In Parsha Shmois, the first time he brings it up, because he brings it up a few times, in Parsha's Ve'era, again, he says, Vani, my lips are stuffed, my lips are plugged. But the first time Moshe brings it up is in Parsha Shmois, after Hashem says, I want to send you to Pare to redeem the Jewish people. And Moshe first says, who am I, who am I uh, to go and take them out of Mitzrayim? And then he says that... Um, the Jews are going to ask me for your name. What should I tell them? And then he says, they're not going to believe me. And after everything, he says, finally, I'm not a man of words. This is in, in Shmois. Not today, not yesterday, not the day before. It's difficult for me to speak. So, Vayomer Hashem may love, Hashem answers, and this is the Pasuk that this Maimer begins with, Misam Pela Adam. Who made a mouth to, for a person? Who created the human mouth? Miyasam Ilem. Who creates muteness, person not to be able to speak, a cherish or deafness, a fikeach or the ability to see, or iver or blind. I'm the one who does it all. So therefore, go and I will be with your mouth. I will be with your mouth. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Then Moshe comes up with a new idea and he says, send somebody else. Then Hashem gets upset and he says, Aaron will accept you and be happy. And as they say, the rest is history. Now, when we think about this, Moshe says, I can't speak. So Hashem says, Misam Pelad, who gives a mouth to a person? 
who makes a person mute, makes a person deaf, blind, uh, somebody to see, somebody blind. The Pashtas, literally what he's saying is, that the same person, that the same being, yeah, who doesn't, who, who caused you not to be able to speak normally, if I want, you'll be able to communicate. It's all, it's all for me. That's literally what he's saying. In other words, it's my mouth. I gave the mouth. So you're saying I can't speak. I'm the one sending you. I'm the one who made the mouth. Who gave me some pelot. Dairachayim asks a question here. Does Gehad the Shir vs. Megashikt? You heard the Shir of Dairachayim. Okay. Dairachayim asks a question that Lechayna, it's the answer is a little distorted. Moshe says, I can't speak. Hashem says, I'll make you speak. <laughs> he gives up a whole pilpul. Let's get back to the creation who made a mouth, who made somebody deaf, who made somebody blind, who made somebody see. I'm God, I'll be with your mouth. Just say, I'm the one who took away your ability. I'll give it back to you. You can't speak. I'll help you speak. A whole toida who created the mouth, who created the, the vision, who created deafness, which is the lack of the ability to hear who created blindness, and therefore I'll be with your mouth. That's Rechaim's question. It's a whole, uh, you're complaining to God, I can't do it. You'll do it. We'll fix the problem. <laughs> it doesn't work. We'll fix it. I'll fix I know how to fix these things. He doesn't say that at the end. Even if he wants to give an introduction, how do I know how to fix it? How do I know how to fix it? Because I'm God. I made it. I can fix it. The one who made it usually can fix it. Doesn't always work with Jewish contractors, but... Uh, Usually the one who made it could fix it, yeah? So even if... Zalzan, Hashem wants to give the background why he could fix it. But the punchline is, I'll fix the problem. That means he doesn't, doesn't say clearly. This is Torah Chaim's famous question. Balatanya addresses even a more basic question. This is the mind. Vayemin Hashem, I love me some pella adam. Lohavinza. To understand this, this response or this exchange. What does Moshe say? I'm not a man of words. My mouth is difficult. My tongue is difficult. My communication is difficult. What does Hashem answer? Who created the mouth for the human being? The whole Indian, the whole exchange is difficult. Hashem is now giving him a tutorial that he created a person. He created the faculties of a person. Did Moshe not know this? It's like Hashem is telling him a big chiddish. By the way, let me tell you, I created the world in six days. One of the things I created with people and one of the abilities from other billions and billions of abilities, is they should be able to speak. Sometimes, okay, Moshe, go back to say, go back to Benatius. Starting to teach him Chumash from the beginning. It's like a big Chiddush. Me, some Pala Adam. Who are you talking to? You think you're talking to, uh, uh, Stama Joe Shmo? I'm God. I know, I know about, I know about speaking. I'm the one who created it. Like we say in Tehillim, yeah. <laughs> What's the Lashon over there? Yeah. 
And he says, Hukulay Moksha, even his, his, his question, his question is strange. You say, I can't speak. I can't communicate. I'm sending you. So the Inyan will be understood with an introduction. It says in Sefer Atmuna, Bahagdamul Atmuna Gimel, Davchavzayin, Chavtes, Lamar Aleph, Shazeha Oilam Hushmita Shnia, Ulufana Hayagamkin Shmita Achas. One of the earliest Kabbalistic works is a Sefer called Sefer Atmuna. Atmuna means the Sefer of figures, of picture, the Sefer of a picture, of a figure, because it explores the figure the pictures, the tmuna, of the 22 letters of the olive base, in great, great detail. It's attributed that the Sefer Tmuna was authored by Reb Nechunya ben Akana and Reb Shmuel Kohen Gadol, which means it dates from the second base of Mikdash. Reb Nechunya ben Akana is one of the Tanoyim. We have the Tfilis Reb Nechunya ben Akana, and uh, he is the author, so it says in the beginning, it's attributed to Reb Nechunya ben Akana. Printed, it was uh, a thousand, more than a thousand years later, but uh, that's what it's, att- it's attributed to, not to the Tanoim, which would make it one of the earliest works of Judaism, and especially of the world of Chlal of Yiddishkeit and as- works, and especially of Kabbalah. Sefer Atmuna says, postulates a fascinating idea, and that is that this world was not the first world. This world is already a second Shemitah. And before this world, there was another Shemitah. What do we mean by another Shemitah? Shemitah is usually the term for the seventh year in the unit of years that were counted in Eretz Yisrael. It says in Parshas Bahar, the way the Jews counted years were by units of seven. They came into Eretz Yisrael, you had six years, and then a seventh year, which was the Shemitah sabbatical year, and this went on seven times, which made it 49 years, and then you had the Jubilee year, the Yovel 50, and you started the count again of Shemitah. Yeah. What he means by Shemitah here is he's using the term Shemitah not for a unit of seven years, mm-hmm. but for a unit of 7,000 years. Because 7,000 is also the concept of Shemitah. Each thousand is similar to a year, and then the seventh millennium, the seventh millennium is called the Shemitah. We say, Yom Shekulei Shabbos Amanuch. So we have now, yeah. the world was created. We and our, In our number, the world is 5770. So we're in the sixth millennium. 5770. The year 6000, which is not, huh? Was? AD? Sorry, 5780, yeah. So the... the very soon, we have not not very not very far away begins the seventh millennium. When you come to the year six thousand, so six thousand begins what's called the seventh shemitah, the seventh millennium. So Adam Arishan and Chava created in the beginning of creation. So that's the first millennium, and so history continued until we have now the seventh millennium. Comes the Sefer Atmun and says, "This is all the second shemitah." This is the second unit of 7,000 years that we are operating in. And he says, huh? He says, we're now Shmita Shniya. 
Before this Shemitah, there was another Shemitah. The seven years of Shemitah, why, why are our years you divided into seven? Why seven? Seven is generally a significant number, the seven days of creation, which is why there are seven days to each week, which also is not completely logical, why the week was divided into seven. Why not eight? Why not six? Why not nine? Why not ten? There were a few attempts in history, especially by comrade Stalin, to change the week, because the number seven didn't really make sense. Was it seven? But somehow, it persisted. <laughs> the week prevailed. It's based on, the Kozari writes, based on Shiva Simebereshis. So, and Shemitah is seven. So the Sefer Atmuna says, because ultimately the world is a manifestation of the seven Midas, seven building blocks of creation. The seven Midas, Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hoid, Yisoyed, Malchus. And those are the seven years of Shemitah. The last year, the last day, Shabbos is Malchus. The first is Chesed. Sunday is Chesed. It says in Zoyar, Kol Yoyma Veyoyma Oved Avidate, which means every day has a unique creation created based on the Midah, the emotion or the attribute of that day. So he says the first Shemitah came from Midas HaChesed as a, as a manifestation of the attribute of kindness. The Sefer says, and the present Shmita in which the Sefer is being written, which is our Shmita. Our Shmita. What does he mean, Achshav? What does he mean now? It doesn't mean Achshav, the, the, the year he's writing. He means Shit Expression of Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, Lamad Aleph, that the world exists 6,000 years. Shit Alfishnin, six millennia. And then Vichad, and then there's one millennium, which is Cheruv, a time of desolateness, of destruction. This Shemitah comes from the attribute of Pachat, the attribute of uh, anxiety. <laughs> uh, not anxiety, but fear or awe or strength. And that's why good luck to all those who were born in this unit of 7,000 years, its pathways are strong, kashim, difficult, and royim, sometimes very negative. The hainu, what he means is, in this unit of 7,000 years, he had the destruction of the first base of the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, v'chuli. He brings, obviously, these two examples because they re- represented not just the churban of a home in Yerushalayim, but the ability for Truth, holiness, goodness to be destroyed in our cycle of time. So the Sefer Atmuna says the first Shemitah looked very different. It was a Shemitah that was a manifestation of Chesed. But this is the second Shemitah. And the second Shemitah is a manifestation of Midas HaGvura. Then there's a third Shemitah, another 7,000 years. That's Tiferes and then Netzach in height. Yeah. The first Shemitah predated Adam and Chav, of course. That's what the Sefer Atmona postulates. The first week is not a week, it's 7,000 years. So there was a unit of 7,000 years that looked completely different. It came from Midas HaChesed. <laughs> Hashem 
No, no, I'm saying we're in second Shemitah. The Shemitah says that before that there was another Shemitah. Which was six days or whatever, or 6,000 years. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the first Shemitah. The second Shemitah, right? But the first Shemitah predated That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like, yeah. That it predated it, yeah. Mashaykeh b'shmitah rishayna. We'll see in a moment. Mashaykeh b'shmitah rishayna, the first shmitah. This is quoting the Sefer Atmuna. The parentheses, the Balatanya is explaining. Mashaykeh b'shmitah rishayna, hoi s'mamidah sachesed. The first shmitah came from chesed. Hoi s'avoydeh b'ayfen acher. Says the avoydeh was completely different. Vegama ha-toyreh hoi b'ayfen acher. They also had their own toyreh. It's a different toyreh. In other words, it was a toyreh he doesn't mean a different Torah, a different God. He means a different Torah. It was a Torah that was suitable for that Shemitah. It was a Torah that was suitable for that Shemitah. You uyun sham, you could look over there to, for the details. It was a Shemitah that expressed complete goodness and grace and kindness. This is the opinion of Sefer Atmunah. The Mekabalim after Sefer Atmuna followed this path. Ladun Mizeh, and they deduced from this, Shemuchrichlias Eidchames Shmitas Achas Shmitazu. If it's a Shmit, it's a Shmit. A Shmit is a unit of seven. You have one, you have two, there's going to be another five. Kitzarichlias Zayin Shmitas Keneged Zayin Midas Alyanas. Because there's seven, it has to be seven Shmitas, connected to seven Midas. Somehow all the seven Midas play the Ukumashakasum Shamba Sefer Atmuna, that it's connected to seven Midas. So you're not stopping by the second Midah, it's going to continue till Malchus. Which means according to the Sefer Atmuna, right, the world is 49,000 years. There's a 49,000 years, because it's seven times seven, until you come to Shnas Hayoival, the 50th year. This is the shit of Sefer Atmuna, with the, uh, the Mekabalim followed it. Sefer Atmuna brings, like the Mekabalim bring, a source for this in Medrash. The Medrash Rabbah famously says, in the beginning of Bereshus, it says, Vayihi Erev, Vayihi Voiker. So the Medrash doesn't say, Yihi Erev, Yihi Voiker. God said, let there be night, let there be morning, Yom Echad. It says, Vayihi which the Vav can turn it into the past. There was already night, and there was already morning. Malameid, I quote the Medrash, that God built previous worlds, and he destroyed them, and then, in their wake, of in the, the, the aftermath of their destruction, he built a new world. According to... Huh? The language of the Medrash there is Baina Ulumis Machrivan, yeah. 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 There were even Makabalim who tiny the Sefirat Muna says this Schmidt is the second Schmidt. As he says the Makabalim Machrain and the other Makabalim, think the Sefer Livna Sasapir, who tiny that this may be the seventh Schmidt already. This may be the seventh Schmidt. So that means Adam was created after forty two thousand years. Yeah. According to the Sefirat Muna, Adam was created after seven thousand years. The second Shmita, we're in the second Shmita, and then there's going to be another five Shmitas to complete the 49,000 years. There's also a Lashon over there in Medrash, there was an order of time before this. Atkan, what the Sefer Atmuna says. Now this, I'm going to give here a little, this is more in parentheses, not so negated to the discussion, but uh, it's, it's interesting to mention that... Uh, in the modern age, there were those who wrote about Yiddishkeit and Ashkafa 
that made a lot of use of this Sefer Atmunah. And you understand why? Because in the entire discussion of the age of the universe, right, that some of you are very busy with, so in the entire discussion of the age of the universe, this has major ramifications. Because what this basically says is that uh, Rabbi Yisrael Lipschitz has a Sefer, Teferis Yisrael HaMishnayis, Yachin Boyes, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's one of the best Mepharshim HaMishnayis. So he writes in, uh, he has an introduction in the Zik in Sanhedrin, this is how he deals with all the fossils. All the fossils, they say, 40,000 years old, 50,000 years old. He says, of course, carbon dating. He says, look at the Sefer Atmuna. He says, the Himalayas. He says, it's all from previous Shmittas. That's what he says. He was a German Rav, and he dealt with a lot of uh, Germany. Biblical criticism was at its peak in his day in the 1800s. So Yisrael Lipschitz, the Pharisee Yisrael, from Germany writes this. Others also write this. He has a famous Durush called Durush Eur HaChayim about this in, in his Pirish in the Zikin before Sanhedrin. Hagdama to Sanhedrin. Yeah. Rabbi Aryeh Kaplan, Shalom, who wrote a book on resurrection and the age of the universe, took the Sefer Atmun even a step further. He found an old Kabbalistic manuscript from a, a famous Kabbalist from the 1300s. <laughs> which is very early on in Kabbalah, because Darizal, who becomes the most famous Makobah, lived only in the 1500s. 1572, he passed away. So this is the 13, early 1300s. It was a Makobah, he's known Rabbi Yitzchak de Min Aku. Rabbi Yitzchak from Aku. And there's a manuscript that Rabbi Arya Kaplan found called Oitzer HaChayim. And he writes over there that whenever you're talking about pre-Second Shemitah, don't count it in Adam Harishan's years. Adam's years. You have to count it in God's years. You have to count it in God's years. What are God's years? So there's the famous Pasuk in Tehillim. A thousand years in your eyes is like yesterday, like one day. A thousand years, like one day. And Rashi explains at length that there's Yoyma, based on a Medrash, that you could count it as a human count, and then a thousand years, a thousand years. From God's perspective, it's one day. Some want to connect this also with Einstein's theory of relativity in terms of time, how time changes with different speeds. It's a separate sugya. We learned about another mimer before, before Yom Kippur about tshuva. Tshuva kod malayilam about zman. So in any case, so Reb Yitzchak de Menaku says, I'm going to tell you a secret. This is in his manuscript, Oitzer HaChayim, that all these years you have to count according to God's years, not according to other Mauritians' years. He also holds that we're in the seventh Shemitah, not in the second Shemitah, but in the seventh Shemitah. So Rabbi Arya Kaplan says something very creative and very interesting. You see what he says? He says, if we're in the seventh Shemitah, so that means 42,000 years passed before Adam. But for what type of 42,000 years? Not Adam's 42,000 years. God's 42,000 years. Our year is 365 days and a quarter. A quarter of a day. Six hours. So the Rambam says 365 days and a quarter of a day. So he says, if every day is a thousand years, so he makes the cheshbon, so every day, and a, a year has 365 days and a quarter of a day, 
So you're dealing with every year is 365,250 years. Times 42,000 is 15 billion and a little change. And he says, look, 700 years ago, the Kabbalists gave the date that scientists who discuss the Big Bang give exactly the same date. That's the date they give for the Big Bang. <laughs> That's the date they give more or less for the Big Bang, 15 billion years. He says, this already was written 700 years ago by the Yitzchak of Akko, based on the Sefer Atmunah. <laughs> Fascinating. Huh? Ger- Gerald, uh, Gerald Schroeder. This is a, a perspective. Is it is it conclusive? Of course it's not conclusive. What he was trying to say is, Rabbi Kaplan was trying to say, that this has many ramifications when you talk about the age of the universe in terms of a Jewish perspective and a biblical perspective. You see from this Sefer HaTmunah a whole new picture that there was a whole life and a whole existence pre this existence. Okay. Now let's continue. Aval Harizal Polygalza. The Harizal argues with this. Even though the Sefer Atmunah says it, and other Mekobalim follow it, he argues on two points. The first idea he argues is there has to be another five Shemitahs. He also argues that the second, that this world is the second Shemitah. I don't know if he argues on both of these things, so he just doesn't agree. He says, <laughs> Okay. He also holds that this world is a second Shemitah. <laughs> the reason says that's where the Torah begins, not with an Aleph, with a Beis, Bereshus. And the question, Yerushalmi already says, shouldn't the Torah begin with the first letter, not with the second letter? So the Arizal explains, because to tell you that this is the base, this is base ratios, this is the second attempt of creation, this is plan B, this is the second stage, let's call it the second phase, this is B-Ratios, it's the base. Why? There was already an Aleph. The Aleph we're not exploring now, we're starting with the base. Like the Sefer Atmunah says, there was a whole 7,000 years, Chesed Arizal agrees with this. Avil Peter Sharizal Badarizal Taiches, the Aina Kavana Loimar Shoya Oilam Gashmikum Oilam Haza, the Achshavim Shamayim, the Edits Gashmim, the Daimim Semei Chaimedaber, Kizeloi Hoyer Rakbishmitazu Davkalovat. This is what Arizal says. Don't think that this first Schmitter that we talk about was a physical world, cosmos, and physical planet like this world, meaning a physical heaven, a physical earth, the inanimate, the botanic world, the animal kingdom, the human race, like it's mashma from Sefer Atmuna, that there was a whole world with Taivan Chesed, and they had their own Torah, in other words, you had whatever, you had animals, you had people, you had a, a life going on, something was going on. No, that's only this Shemitah. Is a new phenomenon of this Shemitah. Uh, and our number would be 57, 80 years ago. Aye, so why do you say it's Bereshus? The Sefer Atmunah, speaking about a Shemitah, it's referring to a world that we call Oilamatayu, which is a spiritual concept, not a physical universe. The only physical universe is this universe. This was the first, and the time begins with our Bria Asylum. Huh? 
Yeah, the Arizal says it's the second Shemitah. The second Shemitah. But what's Pshat second? Not second as in a sequence of numbers. There was a world before for 7,000 years. And that world, you know, the dinosaurs died out. And then a whole new development happened. New creatures. Rather, no, the previous world we're talking about is not a world similar to our world. It's a spiritual reality. Huh? You're right. You're right. You're right. But some Kabbalim, the Mashmaus was that it was physical. So that's what the Darizal says not. This is the concept that there were seven kings, early kings, primordial kings of Toyu that died. Based on the Pasuk we learned in Parshas Vayishlach, They're the kings of Edom before the Jews had a king, and he lists there seven kings, Vayimlach, Vayamas, each one died and was succeeded by the next until the eighth one, Hadar. And over there it doesn't say Vayamas. So Kabbalistically this represents seven kings, or seven spheres, or seven concepts of Toyu, which went through what's called a Misa, a death, and each melech, it's not a physical king, according to the Kisri Arizal, represents a spiritual sphere, a spiritual light or a spiritual energy. And our shmita, why are we calling it a second shmita? Because it's a whole new type of world. A world called the world of Tikkun, which was built post the world of Tayyip. And when we say post, we don't mean post a physical world. And then another physical world, post is, it's a new concept. It's a new concept post Toyu. That's what we mean post. And Eimek HaMelech is from the Talmidim, Reb Naftali Hirtz, Sharem And this is known in Kisri Ariz. But vihine shtein shamus mishmita reshayna. The hainu mepchines elamatayu shalifne elamatikun yordu v'nimshach lamatel shmita shnei shobchines hatikun. It's fascinating. But there's two souls that came from shmita reshayna from the first shmita, meaning from the world of toyu pre-tikun, and they were uh, transplanted, so to speak, into the second shmita of tikun. Vehem chanoich or moish. Two souls, the soul of Chanoich, discussed in Parshas Bereshis at the end, and the second soul, Moshe. Vasep is Chanoich, where does Chanoich come from? Chanoich ksiv, vayishalich Chanoich eselikim veineno. The expression by Chanoich is unique in the whole Chumash. No one gets the same title. By everybody, when you speak about the genealogy of other Mauritian, so it always says, Shays lived for 912 years, by Yomas he died, yeah. He had a baby, and the baby lived with his child, he lived this amount of years, and he died, by Yomas. It comes to Chanoich, uh, Yered gave us, gave birth to Chanoich, says, Chanoich lived 65 years, and he gave birth to, he, he fathered Mesushalach, and Chanoich walked with Hashem after he gave, after he fathered Mesushalach another 300 years, and again, again, he walked with, was walked with God, and then he's gone because Hashem took him. 
So the Balatanya teaches, Loimar shekvar is halachas elikim b'shmita aluf. By his halachamachas elikim is, he already once walked with God. He's, he's an old soul. He's an old fossil, so to speak. An old soul fossil. He's not from here. By his halachamachas elikim. V'chein b'moshek siv min hamayim mishisim. His name is Moshe, because the daughter of Paris said, I bore him, I drew him out from water. On a literal level, of course, it means she saved him from the water. On a deeper level, it means, He was taken out, he comes from a, he he's not from the, he's not from this society. He comes from a different Shemitah. He comes from the water. The first Shemitah we learned is from Chesed. Water is associated, the quality of water is associated with the mid of chesed. Moshe comes from a different world, from a different planet, so to speak, from a different spiritual milieu. From where? He comes from the Shemitah of chesed. He was drawn out of there and placed into a Shemitah, which is actually not his origin. He was placed into, into this world. They were both transplanted into the Shmita to repair the world. Their source is very lofty. Because they come from a place that's higher than the Neshamas of the Shmita. What do we mean higher? What's higher? What do we mean higher? Higher means always. The bittel in that Shemitah is much deeper than you'll have in this Shemitah. Moshe says a few times to the Jews, and what are we? What are we that you're attacking us? He was more humble than everybody else. These are all qualities of the first Shemitah. The sense, the experience of bittel, as he will explain over there, is on a different, in a different plan. Also, he saw their high neshamas even higher than him. And here he adds lemech. That's not what he means. Sometimes you see something and it changes you forever. Right? There's greatness and then there's somebody who saw greatness. That also changes you. Not everybody is great, but if you, if you if you've seen something, it touches you. It touches you forever. You can't be oblivious to it, right? Somebody once you taste something, even if it's not part of your world anymore, it remains part of you. He says, from being in that shmita, you see certain things. They saw he saw something. Yeah. And that's why these neshamas were transplanted to this shmita to be able to repair it. And were placed strategically at certain periods. Chanoich was placed right before the generation of the flood, when the world reached its ultimate shiflus, its ultimate uh, lowliness. What's the word? Uh, nadir. Uh, huh? The nadir. Its lowest point. Hashem said, the end of all flesh has come before me. Because of him, the world didn't return completely to chaos and void. Right? 
We look at the Mabul like a destruction. He says, actually, Hanoich achieved a lot. He was Masak in the world. That the world didn't, Hashem said, it's all over. Forget this whole thing is a mistake. Let's just go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to Shemitah the Shaina. No. There was a Mabul, a Mikveh. He had to cleanse the earth. But Noyach and his family remained in the Teva so that life continued. Without Chanoich, there would be complete destruction. Even Noyach and his children wouldn't remain there. Moshe was also strategically placed at a certain point in history, at the point of Golas Mitzrayim, to redeem the Jewish people, turn them into a nation, and ultimately that Matan Torah would happen through him, which would bring into the world the light of the first Shemitah of Olam through Chanoich in his generation and through Moshe in their generation. And both of them changed history. Chanoich ensured the continuity of civilization, meaning he created a tremendous tikkun in the world, and Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, through Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and through Matan Now the question is, what does all this mean? What does it mean they come from a separate Shemitah? What's unique about that Shemitah? Why does it have to be transplanted into this? What is Darizal talking about this previous world? That's what the continuation of the Maimah is going to explore. We will continue Bezer Hashem tomorrow. <laughs> this evening, in honor of the Alter Rebbe's yard, said we'll have a Fabrengen. <laughs> we'll learn some of his Torah also, a 13 Olympia lane. Tonight, 8.45 p.m., everybody is invited. If you want to bring some food and drinks, it's in uh, Farkash's home. Rabdudi Farkash is in his shul over there, 13 Olympia Lane. Tomorrow morning, we'll continue the shir. Tomorrow morning, we're starting at 7.45, a shir in Mesechta Megillah. Everybody is invited. Have a wonderful day. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.